Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jordan Drew, the Sports Club bonus episode here on a fine Wednesday. No Drew's College Athlete Spotlight. No, that's next Wednesday. This Wednesday, Drew Skyberg and Jordan Lorenzo, that is me here today to discuss the disappointing ending to the Green Bay Packers season. But we're not just going to talk about the ending. We're, we're not even going to talk much about the ending. We're going to talk about the season as a whole, the 2021-2022 Green Bay Packers season. Drew, there's a lot of question marks heading into next year with all the free agents, the cap room, the coaching. We're going to talk all, all about it, and this is going to be a fun time. Yeah, you bet. It's going to be a great episode here. Although the disappointing ending, we got to still point out the positives of the year, you know, all the, all the yes. things that were good, like Rodgers winning back-to-back MVPs is fourth now, so right, there's going to be... Well, hopefully. Uh, he'll win it. Hopefully. He's got it. You never know. You never know. Tom Brady might sneak in there. They no. pity him pity him because he's retired now. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't no. know. That was just something that crossed my mind. Let's start at the... Uh, there's not a whole lot to say about preseason. You know, Packers were 0-3, right? And we're, some people were freaking out about this, Drew, and I tell people preseason doesn't matter. Like, I don't care that we went 0-3. Yeah, I preseason just getting guys into shape, getting you know those practice squad guys, seeing you know who's capable of making the starting roster. Fifty three man, so fifty three man indeed. First game was on September twelfth, but we're going to be talking about some of the transactions, some of the things that went on. If you listen to our Brewer season recap, this will be very similar to that. The first one, September fourth. Cuervo Jorquez and a seventh-round draft pick were acquired from the Rams in exchange for a sixth-round draft pick. So right out of the gate, getting ourselves a punter. And you know what? We were going to grade some people throughout the episode. Drew, let's grade Cuervo Jorquez right now. I feel like he was a solid punter. He shanked one or two, but I don't think he did a whole lot bad. It's a solid grade for him. I, you know, I'd go BB+. Plus. I think Jorquez, yeah. he, he did his job this year. He did a great job. I mean, it's... Special teams was a disaster, which we'll talk about. But he was a Mason Crosby, Yeah, I was going to say Mason Crosby he did well for the most part. Had a little bit of a downspurt, but Borges best part, easily best part of it. So now we got to talk about this Saints game. Thirty-eight to three, week one. Packers down a seventeen-three at the half. Aaron Rodgers' worst game of the year. Not even close. No touchdowns. His QBR thirty-nine point seven. He was 15 of 28, 133 yards, two interceptions. Jordan Love came into this game where he was five of seven for 68 and 19 rushing yards for A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, nine rushing yards and receiving Devontae Adams, 56 yards, 32 for Randall Cobb. And man, I mean, we'll get to talking about Randall Cobb a little bit here soon enough, but when we talk about some other guys in grading, but if we're not going to grade games, but if we had to grade this one, that would be a solid F. This was the worst start to a season imaginable. And at this point, people were putting the blame on Rodgers. They are saying this is his fault. He hasn't been in it. Big question mark. But thankfully, they rebounded well. But during week one, we talked about it on the podcast. We weren't going to overreact. However, that was a rude awakening to start the year. Yeah. And like you mentioned, if we were doing awards, worst game of the year definitely goes to week oh, one. Yeah. Not even close. This game was terrible. Nothing went right. Nothing. Nope. And it was allowing Jameis Winston to ha- have five touchdowns combined for himself. That was something you did not expect going into this game. And yeah, they just got outplayed. But as we said, relax. Yes, and exactly. That's what I, that's what 
the Packers did. That's what us fans did. And look what happened, you know, regular season wise. Went great. Aaron Rodgers has 111.9 pass rating on the year. So he certainly improved on that rough start. And he only had four interceptions. He only threw two interceptions the rest of the year, not counting week one. This man is so efficient. And we got a week off, not a week off, we day off, played Monday night. So September 20th, 35-17 win on Monday night over the Lions. And if you want to talk about this Monday night game at all, you can. However, the next big thing was on the 21st, Packers released Jace Sternberger. So this was interesting. Tight end move. Sternberger's gone. We didn't really know what we were going to have. And then just four days later, Daphne, tight end, goes on IR. It was later in the season where Robert Tunyon ends up getting hurt and missing the rest of the year. But Jace Sternberger getting released, I guess in the long run, we could have used him. However, DeGuara and Lewis, they, they were fine. They did their role well. They just weren't any Tunyon. Yeah, exactly. And this was uh, just going back to that first game. Or now week two, we're talking. Uh, yeah, this was Devontae Adams kind of like, hey, I'm still Devontae Adams. Eight receptions, 121 yards for him. He had a great game. And Tunyon, yeah, he was certainly, you talk about releasing Sternberger. Yeah, I think DeGora still played well this year. Yeah. He had a highlight at Detroit, week 18, was there with a tight end screen touchdown. But you know, this, was, this game was a great rebound game. I think it was really... What, how I thought of it, too, is the De- Devondre Campbell kind of coming out party. Ten tackles, three tackles assisted, and then um, also an interception. So that was kind of his big game. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not messing around. And, you know, that earned him first team all pro, and rightfully so. So Well-deserved indeed. So let me go a week later, September 26th, Sunday night football. So to start, we've got the game of the week on Fox, that 3.30 kickoff. Then we got a Monday night game. Then we got a Sunday night game at San Fran where we beat the Niners 30 to 28. This was a big time game with about 36 seconds or so, something like that left on the clock. You don't leave Rogers time as he went down the field, hit Adams two or three times. And then Mason Crosby with a dagger, the game winning field goal. And it's just, I mean, we knew Mason Crosby later in the year. We saw him struggle, but this one, this felt good. Getting that redemption win over the Niners who have, had Aaron Rodgers' number, and then to see Crosby hit the game winner on Sunday night, no less. This was a game. For sure. Yeah, Packers, you know, look, looking back at this game before the playoffs, you were like, hey, we can beat this team. We, we already beat them at their place. But now looking, yeah, kind of good one at the time, for, for sure. At the time it was. We know what happened with the Niners later in the year. But next game, then we're going October 3rd, beating the Steelers 27-17. This is one of those situations where this game never really felt too close, but the other team hung in there. You know, we had a lot of Packers games like this where they felt dominated, one-sided, but at the end of the day, the Packers were given up a little late and ended up beating Big Ben's team by 10 points. So it really didn't matter. But the day before this game, MVS was placed on injured reserve and MVS is, he's has some injuries going on all season and it's not the best look, but Packers get a win over the Steelers, beating Big Ben for the final time. Any comments on this one at all? Oh, yeah, you mentioned this game. Certainly felt like Packers were in control, but it, was, it wasn't it was a good showing by this Packers team. This should have been a two- or three-score game, I felt. I, I think, you know, Big Ben being his last year, like this, it shouldn't have been a 10 point game. And it was, nope. plus playing at home, too. I just remember, I'm like, how is this only, like, they, they hung in there the whole game. This is, yeah. I remember at one, I believe there were some special teams issues in this game too. Like kind Probably. of, and, 
yeah, you could say, you know, the whole year, but I think this is when it started to become alarming was uh, this game, actually. So Packers just... were down 7 nothing at the end of the first quarter, and then they put up a 17-point second quarter. That was their quarter last year. That's when they really went off. So they were up 17-10 at the half, then get a 10-point third quarter. They're up 27-10, and fight, or not the Vikings, Steelers get a touchdown, but they don't come out with the win, which is really all that matters at that point in time. And now, after that Steelers game, that was on October 3rd. On October 6th, three days later, Rasul Douglas signed off the Arizona Cardinals practice squad. And this was the big pickup of the year. Rasul Douglas, so crucial. And three days later, Jair Alexander goes down on IR. And this was not good. We were missing a lot of key players. But Jair going down certainly raised a lot of questions. However, the Packers beat the Bengals one day later, 25-22. Drew, I'm going to say right now, this was my game of the year for the Packers. 25-22 win over the Bengals in overtime. This was the great kicker debacle, whatever you want to call it. About four or five missed field goals before Mason Crosby finally, finally makes it. And this is Evan McPherson we're talking about. This is a man who's 12 of 12 in the postseason, who ices games left and right. He missed a few in this one. Packers get the win in overtime. Aaron Rodgers versus Joe Burrow, an all-time classic. Who knows if we'll ever see it again. Could have saw it in the Super Bowl potentially, but we didn't get to see it. And now, I mean, what a game. What a game. And there was a lot of stress in this one. Yeah, and if you talk game of the year, I wouldn't... For me, this was the most thrilling game of the year. It wasn't probably the... You know, the, be- the best win for the Packers this year was certainly it, it felt like, you know, this was a game they, they should have controlled. Oh, yeah. And- best win is coming up soon on Thursday night. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But this is just another, you know, they beat three of the four teams who played in the championship Sunday. So I, which is always a sort of subject to bring up, but they beat both. They're going to they'll be able to say they beat the eventual Super Bowl champ because both the teams in the Super Bowl, they beat. That's so. true. Um. Yeah, um, this is McPherson's worst game. This was Crosby's worst game. It ended up being that, and that was that made it wild. It ended up being a cold streak for Crosby as well. You could see he got in his own head, but Packers get another win at Chicago, 24-14, a nice win for Green Bay. But at the end of the day, we're still waiting two weeks from now, the big Cardinals win. Do you have any comments at all on the Chicago Bears game at all? Not a whole lot of memories from this one. Well, they, the one thing with this game was, you know, with Montgomery was out at the time, Khalil Herbert really kind of took over. It was kind of rushing was a problem, like the defense against the run. There was that streak where they had some issues and this is kind of where, where it started. And yeah, kick returns, they had, they allowed, the average was like 30 yards a kick, which it's, I don't know what you make of that. And then even the Steelers game that I mentioned. Yeah, uh, this, that was a sign all year special teams. This also was the game where Aaron Rodgers said, I still own you. That was when this one started. Yes. Justin Fields, Justin Fields at quarterback. I don't know. I'm still not really sold on him. He didn't look too good. He could run against us, just like any running quarterback. 24-10 win the next week over the Washington football team. I was announcing a volleyball game, I believe, during this one, but I ended up watching it at home later that night. And I mean, it's a it's a fine win, but again, like you're only beating Washington by 14. Feels like this could have been a lot more. Defense played very well that game, but again, it was the football team's offense that's not that exciting. So good win, but two scores. Oh, well. Yeah. 
Oh, well, a win is a win at the end of the day. I should mention that game was on the 24th. On the 23rd, Josh Myers was placed on IR. So another key player lost for this team. And then things began to go downhill. We've got MVS, right? So he was on IR. Okay. And then Devontae Adams goes on the COVID list on October 25th. One day later, Al Lazard goes on the COVID list. Rodgers is out his top three receivers ahead of a crucial Thursday night football game. I believe the 6-1 Packers against the 7-0 Cardinals. Yep. And, you know, everyone's counting Rodgers out. They're like, well, this Cardinals team is unstoppable. Rodgers doesn't have any of his receivers. Arizona's at home. Certainly they're going to win this game. They didn't. 24-21. This is the best win of the year for Green Bay. Without a doubt, you talk about a confidence booster, and then that interception at the end to seal it. Aaron Rodgers, just 184 yards, but he had two touchdowns, and his leading receiver, Aaron Jones, baby, seven care or seven receptions for 51 yards. The two touchdowns went to Randall Cobb. Really good season for Randall Cobb. When he got to play, I mean, he had some hit or miss games, but he did big things, and this was his game of the year. 78 yards on the ground for Dylan, 59 on the ground. For Aaron Jones. And like I said, the stealing interception, Kyler Murray seemed like he was primed to get his team right back in it. And if not win the game, at least tie it. And nope, a walk off INT. And man, that had to feel good for Rasul Douglas. For sure. And you could go this game, game of the year, or even the, the game against the Rams, I think. Just, but okay. like looking back, now, I just think this one in the moment, oh, yeah, how yeah, big in it was. The con- for sure. I, I'd go this one. And wow, yeah, Rasul Douglas, play of the year for him. Uh, and you could even go to that Rams game with another play for him with that pick six. But this yes. game, this game with wow, it was you didn't you expected the Cardinals, you know, to send this OT or even just walk the game off. I think if AJ Green looks at that ball, I think we, it'd be something different, you know, looking he turned the wrong way, but didn't even look for it. It was no, that was an interesting one, but yeah, with Cardinals being undefeated, they certainly. Wow, that was just their expectations were so much higher than how they ended up playing. Uh, finishing eleven and six, they were certainly at the time, you know, seven and zero. Oh. Yeah. You certainly thought they would be the one seed for sure. And the Packers end up beating beating them out in the regular season by two games, even plus that tiebreaker. So they it would have been three, but win of the year for Packers, and it was Sunday night, right? Thursday night or sorry, Thursday bad. night game. My yeah. bad. Yep, yeah, it was Thursday night. I, I knew it was, oh yeah, it was Joe Buck. It was a big time night call. game. My bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that you can get mixed up anyway. So let's move on to November. Alan Lazard comes off the COVID list, and then four days later, Devontae Adams comes off the COVID list. But sticking on November 1st, this is when Robert Tunyon went on the IR, and Kylan Hill went on the IR as well. So that's interesting. That's the third running back for the Packers. Obviously, when you've got a combo like Aaron, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, you don't really need a third, but it's always good to have that little pocket man. And Kylan Hill went out on the IR for the year. And then two days later, Aaron Rodgers goes on the COVID list. This is when the whole world blew up about everything here. MVS comes off the IR three days after this. Blake Bortles, the whole situation with him where we get him back as a backup to Jordan Love. It was the Jordan Love show at Arrowhead on November 7th, a 13-7 to loss. I mean, only holding the Chiefs to 13 points is remarkable. They just blitzed Jordan Love every single play. He had no time to get the ball out. He made a few decent throws. It took him a while to get going. It took Adams a while to get his catches. But once they did, you know, I thought Jordan Love did just fine. 
everyone was quick to harp on him and yell at this kid and say this, that, and whatnot. But man, at the end of the day, 19 of 34, 190 yards, a touchdown and interception. I mean, that's not bad. And you relied on your run game, 20 carries combined between Jones and Dylan, 53 yards for Jones, 46 for Dylan. They got that touchdown in the fourth quarter. They were down 13, nothing at the half, kept it that way all the way, basically until the end where they get to touchdown. And obviously we wish we could have had this one back, but at the end of the day, we still had the one seed. So it didn't matter. It was a good test for Jordan Love. And my favorite part of this game was when they showed his mom in the top, top, top of the nosebleeds. She was literally rosy at the very, very top of the stadium. They could not have given her worse seats. Well, this game, it, you know, I mentioned they beat three out of the four teams. If Rodgers plays, it would have been four out of the four, which, yes. and you can say, you know, this and that, what ifs, but uh, just the bummer with the whole COVID situation and how. Rodgers ended up missing this game. But like you said, in the long run, it really didn't cost them in terms of their seeding. They still ended up where they want to be, but not a good show. And I, you know, you mentioned it was okay for Jordan Love. And I, I don't, I don't think, you know, he played good enough for them to win. And then they, they didn't win. Look at the defense only surrendering 13 points to the Chiefs. And Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes played in this game. So look at that. But, at the time, this is, was a struggling Chiefs offense. If you look, you know, they, they really heated up after this game, I feel, because they, they were had that rough, really rough patch at the start of the year. Mahomes was throwing one to two interceptions a game, and he, he cleaned it up in the you know, last half of the year, but in the regular season. But this, this game uh, was, was a tough one to watch for Packers fans, low scoring. And it, love, it really couldn't see, it didn't seem like he could put a drive together either. You know, they would stall out, but again, we can't judge this though. Is the one thing I, I totally agree with you always on is look at Aaron Rodgers stats. The first three years of his career, they compare just as well to Jordan loves. And I think they're even worse than Jordan loves. If I, a little bit, I think, I, I think I've seen those stats on Twitter. So we like to retweet our stats of the week on there. So yes. if you ever want and to see those JD sports pod. Yes, we do put them on there. Most of the ones we retreat, we don't mention on the pod. So they're like Twitter specialties, I guess, Twitter exclusive stats of the week. So let's move on. One day before the Seattle Seahawks game, Aaron Rodgers comes off the COVID list, ends up a 17-0 win over the Seahawks. Man, the Seahawks team was bad. Like there was just, ah, there was, I don't know if you could find anything good about them. And when Russell Wilson goes 20-40 of 40 for 161 yards and two interceptions, man, that's not good at all. I feel bad for Seahawks fans this year, but Rodgers comes back and gets the win. Yeah, this was a good win for the Packers. It was a really boring game. Uh, both yes. uh, both touchdowns scored in the game, both in the fourth quarter for the Packers. So it was really 3-0 end of three. This game was in that, yeah, not really. Um, well, it's Rodgers threw, this was one of his interception games too, which is interesting. He, he threw one of his picks in this game, but... Yeah, Dylan had the two touchdowns. That this was kind of his his game, and yeah, credit that defense. They played amazing on him on uh, Russell Wilson, Rashawn Gary. You know, talk about a guy having a great year. He is one of the most underrated pass rushers in the league right now, and just he played he played so well this game. Yeah, that's that's kind of my my thing that's- with this. It's another one where they Not were up much. three nothing, and it felt like they were dominating the game, and they're only up three points. But then they lose the next week. Packers lose for their second time of the or the third time of the year. Third and final loss came at Minnesota to the Vikings. This was a good game 
Uh, not the best game for Packers, but just a good football game to watch as a fan. And they left way too much time on the clock. Aaron Rodgers an absolute bomb to MVS for the big touchdown with probably two minutes left, somewhere around there. And then Kirk Cousins, boom, game-winning drive. Seals it with a field goal, turned into a shootout, and overall just a very enjoyable football game, even with the loss. And it is a division loss, which sucked, but... Packers still won the division pretty easily and clinched that one seed. So like we said, another one of those games where in the long run didn't really matter too much, but you're losing to the Vikings, so that's never fun. Yeah, I think coming in, uh, Packer fans knew they, they'd lose one game in the division. Yes. They just didn't know where because they, that's just bound to happen. These are, these are professional athletes. Any given night, anything can happen. And yeah, this ended up being the game. Uh, Vikings just played very well at the end of the day. Kirk Cousins played exceptional. His QBR was hovering around 140, we talk about. And then it's just good combination. Dalvin Cook and J- Justin Jefferson at the end of the day were kind of the guys who really hurt this Packers team, especially Justin Jefferson on those deep routes at the end of the game. Came up big. Um, but yeah, it was that I believe it was a field goal at the end that sealed it, right? Because it was that game winning yep. field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, MVS had a big game mostly because of that 75 yarder. Adams played well still, shocker. He, he played well all year, but it was – keep in mind now Robert Tony and Torrey Seal, he's out for the year. That would have been weeks before this already even. So it's – they've been rolling with DeGora now for a few games at this moment. So he had two receptions, 37 yards, and a touchdown. Um, but, yeah, overall, right. decent – or decent – it was yeah. offensive showing, I'm saying. And it just – at the end of the day, kind of defense was – what happened, but this was a good Vikings offense because Thielen was still there. So before the injury, that game was on November 21st. Two days later, Elton Jenkins goes down and he's on IR. So the injury problems are a plenty with this team. Those are the last big transactions you could say through November. And then there's, there's this Rams games that you talked about 36, 28 win for the Packers. Packers were up seven, nothing Rams had a 17 point second quarter. This was a good game. 20, to 17 at the half, and then a 16-point third quarter for the Pack puts them up pretty big. But then the 11-point fourth quarter for the Rams, they were coming back late in the fourth quarter. Thankfully, it didn't really matter because it was too little too late, and the Packers held their own 307 yards for Aaron Rodgers passing in this one with two touchdowns, another 100-yard game for Devontae Adams, arguably Randall Cobb's best game of the year, four catches, 95 yards and a touchdown. Matthew Stafford, three touchdowns, 302 yards, 96 yards for Cooper Cup, 93 for Van Jefferson, 81 for Odell. This was around the time where Odell could have been a Packer. You know, we were questioning if he was going to come to this team or not. He didn't. He had a good game against us, but here, Packers win at the end of the day, and this was a really, really solid win over a Rams team who was struggling, but they came off the bye, and I thought they were going to come out swinging and they really didn't, but then late, they came back, not enough. Yeah, um, look at Rasul Douglas, pick six, play the game there, but I just want to mention, everyone who watched that divisional round game with the Packers and 49ers will agree with me with this statement. Uh, just looking at how the Packers' offense went this game, if they played like this against you know the 49ers in terms of how Rodgers played, uh, just looking at like the receivers, like who all got the targets, and the receptions. Adams had eight receptions. Cobb had four. MVS had four. 
Dylan at five and Lazard at two, you know, instead of just having Adams have what, like the 12 targets or whatever he had. And even they used AJ Dillon more in this game, which if they would have used, you know, I, I know he went down with an injury yeah. in that game, but if AJ Dillon were to play, you know, and God here, they went 20 attempts with Dillon and 10 with Jones. I think that would have been big. And I think Jones might've gotten hurt. Was he out this game or did he, he might've been out this one? For a couple of quarters, which he had 10 attempts in the game, but I don't know. I don't remember if he had that injury or not, but if they would have ran the ball with Dylan more, basically I'm saying, and really, you know, if Rogers, let's say diversified um, with the amount of receivers he threw to, instead of just kind of singling on one guy, I think, you know, Packers could have been playing in two weeks, but again, it's all what, what ifs, but that's just one thing that stood out to me watching the game and looking at stats after right now is that. Wow, you know, it could have been a lot of Devontae Adams, that's for sure. I mean, that's his guy, right? It's always going to be, but at the end of the day, you kind of got a question when it's too much and when you can look around a little bit more. This Sunday night football game, Packers, Bears, oh my goodness. Bears up 3 nothing after the first quarter. 45 combined points in the second quarter. Who needs defense? Kick return touchdowns, interceptions, big runs, big throws. I mean, unreal. 27-21, Packers were down. Then they had a 17-point third quarter. So they put up 38 points in the second and third quarters, end up winning 45-30. This was just a treat. 341 yards and four touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers. 121 yards for Devontae Adams. We again got to see Justin Fields, who threw not one, but two interceptions, led the team in carries, or in rushing yards, I should say, with 74, had two touchdowns as well, so that's not too bad. But, I mean, oh my goodness, Drew, this Sunday night game was a treat. Yeah, and this was a treat for the Packers special teams. And they gave <laughs> up, they surrendered a whopping, they a 97-yard kick return, yep. or punt return touchdown, my bad. It was punt, a punt, punt. And then they surrendered a 42-yard kickoff return, so they got to the 40. And on th- in three punt returns, I, I know it's, like a total 131 yards, but most of that came up that 97 yarder. But then the other alarming thing was the like with Khalil Herbert, five attempts, 128 yards. So they, they certainly, you know, this was just an ugly special team showing. And I know we might've said that a lot already and it gets even worse, but this was a game that stood out. Like, like it's really bad. You know, like I, I think people knew it was bad, but after this game, because it shouldn't have been, they shouldn't have put up 30 points. This bears, and the Bears offense really didn't put up 30. They put up, you know, like 20, 20, you know, 23. Yeah. the touchdown, but for the special teams, but not a good, this was not a good Bears team. And at the end of the day, um, it was kind of alarming. You know, Mooney only had one reception too. So they really did a good job in that aspect. But yeah, Montgomery was one of their leading receivers. Yeah. So I, I don't know. This was certainly not a, they won at the end of the day by 15. They put up 45, but not really a good game. Not not what you expected. Not at all from the Packers. And then the next week, it gets interesting. A 31-30 win over the Ravens. This was the Tyler Huntley show. 215 yards, two touchdowns. Throwing 13 carries, 73 yards, two touchdowns rushing. Tyler Huntley proved he was a beast in this game. Tie 14-14 at the half. Packers get the lead going into the fourth quarter, but the Ravens outscore them by three. Nearly get the job done. However, they don't. A late drive goes wrong, and man, Packers win by just one point against the Ravens thanks to another 
three-touchdown game for Aaron Rodgers, almost 142 QBR, 98 yards for MVS in this game with one touchdown. Adams held to just 44, but win is a win. And again, Packers keeping it close and making us worry. And you mentioned MVS, arguably his best game of the year, other than, you know, if you mentioned that Vikings game. But I think this was his most complete game because he wasn't just going for the home run ball. He, he was getting big third down catches, and that's what you need. And, and he really showed us, like, hey, I can be that guy. I'm not saying, you know, Adams leaving might be – it's not a good thing if that is the case. But he proved, you know, MBS had some flashes, like, hey, I can be, you know, third third and long. I can be your guy to get you that first down. But, you know, Tyler Huntley, after this game, I picked him up actually in the Dynasty League because – this guy is not going to be not going to be on the bench for Sundays anymore. I think if he goes somewhere or they're going to trade him because he is the talent. I, I have Lamar right now as my, my quarterback, but you know, we have a super flex spot, so I could certainly insert Huntley there if he gets traded because he is a top 32 quarterback in this league easily. So, and that this game proved and he played well in his, um, in his games, he started for Jackson. There's a few games, you know, he had some hiccups, but. That's going to happen. Overall, very good. Now we go to Christmas Day. 24-22, we're in. These are my Browns, right? I love Baker Mayfield. And he it wasn't one of his best games, that's for sure. Kind of cost his team the win. And never should have been this close in the first place, though. 24-22, Packers get the job done thanks to four Baker Mayfield interceptions. The Nick Chubb show, though. 17 carries, 126 yards. Rodgers, 202 yards, three touchdowns, and... 114 of those 202 yards went to Devontae Adams. They just could not stop him at all. But overall, what were your thoughts watching some football on Christmas Day? I mean, they made us worry. I didn't think it was going to be close. They made us work for it. But Christmas Day football, that's a new one. Yeah, 21. It was 21-12 at half. You certainly thought they'd win by two scores, two or three scores at least. And Baker certainly wanted the Packers win by two or three scores. I know he's your boy, but. He played awful. Oh, I said this was the worst game, and he's a hurt man. He didn't look good, and thankfully Nick Chubb was there to kind of bail him out in terms of, you know, just performance by him. He played very well, and it was kind of like, oh, my goodness, is this the Packers from two years ago? They can't stop the run. What's going on? That's the I I I heard it on Twitter. You know, I saw it, and you heard it argument. everywhere. And there, those concerns were all, all there, but. Uh, Packers still, they hung in there. Rashawn Gary, two sacks. Just want to point that out because he's our guy. And then Campbell also 12 total tackles. So big game for the first team all pro and a, a good, not really good win on Christmas day. A win's a win though. Um, That's what we've been saying. Yeah. No, uh, this was certainly a game though. At the end of the day, you would have hoped to win by more, but tough. Showing. Wins a win and good for and all a nice wins little, a yeah, like, a nice yeah. little, a nice it's little like a Christmas record, present. Yeah, well, that's what we got to do, right? That's literally what it is. That's that's how this game was. And it was a good Christmas present. To everyone who actually went, they got a good game out of it instead of a blowout. Thirty-seven ten win over the Vikings on January second to open the year. I don't really have a whole lot to say about this one, do you? I uh, I do because uh, we have to remember this was the game Kirk Cousins was out. Sean Mannion Mannion started. Yes, and he played not well. No. His QBR was is deceiving at 88. He didn't play well whatsoever, but that defense played horrible for the Vikings. And this, it was very cold. Remember, this was like like freezing, frozen tundra kind of game. And uh, Packers took full advantage of it. Not even close. 
well, I mean, you're going to put backup quarterback and you're going against a Vikings team who you lost to earlier in the year. So you certainly want to get that win back. And then the game you were at January 9th, Ford Field, the Lions beat the Packers. And some people like to overreact about this. Whatever. Didn't matter. We already clinched the one seed. Aaron Rodgers only played a half. I don't care that we lost. It didn't matter to me. 37-30. We got a good game out of it. We got some more Jordan Love throws. I mean, he had two interceptions, but neither of them were his fault. And I know that's my opinion and some disagree, but he had some terrible, terrible receivers out there at the end of the game, and the Packers ended up losing. One of them was his fault, I'd say. The other one not. Um, yeah. yeah. But Lazard had a great showing. This was kind of, you know, if you talk his coming out party, he played he played well in the near end of the year, and this, this game was no different. I'm just pulling up how many receptions he had, and here it is. He had five receptions, 75 yards. He had the first touchdown, too. He ended up with two touchdowns in the game. DeGora had that big tight end screen. I talked about a 62-yarder as the other touchdown with the receivers because then we also had Patrick Taylor run for one. But overall, this game doesn't really mean much. Lions killed the Packers with two trick plays. Actually, one of them was the kind of like the same same kind of trick play. They just ran they were, twice. They were awesome. They were they, great. They were good, and it was awesome to see them in person too. But uh, I don't know. I was there, and Lion fans they were cheering like they won the Super Bowl. And <laughs> in reality, they they just lost out the first overall pick. So I was like, what? What's everyone yeah, cheering? It didn't make any I, sense. I was just looking around, just kind of confused. I'm like, do they know what they just did? I mean, it's not like the draft class this year is that great. But it's still but the still, first overall pick. Yeah, I still. I don't understand. Whatever, they got their win. I'm happy for them. But it, it, this game means absolutely nothing if you look in the next five years. And that draft pick nah, could yeah. mean whatever. Uh, just classic Lions. Uh, I know they're happy for Matthew Stafford. Look what he does one year out of Detroit. Yeah, right. Uh, Poverty franchise. I got a free, as I said, I got a free Hawkinson bobblehead. He'll be a great player for the Lions. And then I'll be able to sell it. For some money, so there you, you go. Thank you, TJ. Win-win. Absolutely. And now let's let's do a little rapid fire, right? And we went a little long with our Brewers one, where we were grading people and we get, talked about each of them in depth. We're not going to do that here. Let's rapid fire give a grade to players on the year. Aaron Rodgers, three hundred sixty-six completions, five hundred thirty-one attempts. You know, about a sixty-nine percent completion percentage, four thousand one hundred fifteen yards on the year, thirty-seven to four touchdown to interception ratio. I'm going to give Aaron Rodgers an A on the year. There's no reason not to. And we're talking about stuff on the field, off the field. I know he's kind of become a villain, but whatever. A plus MVP deal. Well, he should be MVP, but it's one bad game. And if they count that against him, they got to remember that Tom Brady got shut out by the Saints as well. So AJ Dillon, the leading rusher for this team, 803 yards, five touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns for AJ Dillon. Did he overperform Aaron Jones? And what's your grade for him? I'll go a minus and I I'll keep, I know I'll keep it brief. I wanted Aaron Jones. I actually wanted them to have Aaron Jones walk last year because of how high I was on Dylan and he proved it this year. So that's my reason for a minus just a tough runner. And he certainly, he's, he's a guy you need, especially out in cold weather. Oh, absolutely. Especially late in those games, but hundred percent. I agree with you. They signed Jones for a four year deal for big money. And it's like, what's the point? We could have had AJ Dillon and Jamal Williams. That would have been a good one, two combo, but now here we got air. Uh, I'll go a is a for AJ Dillon. I say really nothing wrong with them at all. Aaron Jones. I got to give an a to as well. He is such a good pass catching back. I'm going to go a minus two because I can't give them too high Makes of a sense. grade. Um, I think they both deserve the same grade. 
yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Maybe I'll put him at a minus, but maybe I'll go Dylan a Jones, a minus. How about that? Okay. That would be fair. Yeah. Good for you. Devonte Adams, a plus, no doubt about it. Yep. A plus for me. I mean, what else are you going to do to Devonte Adams? Alan Lazard. So we'll do a few of these receivers. Alan Lazard, 513 receiving yards on the year, second on the team, eight touchdowns as well. Alan Lazard is a stud, and in my opinion, MVS is more of just the deep ball threat, and that's where Lazard comes in because he can get the middle routes and the median, things like that. I'll go B-plus for Lazard. B-plus for me, more balanced receiver. MVS gets a solid B for me. I mean, he is what he is. He's hit or miss, make or break. Yep, B, and I think he's he's a potential breakout candidate next year. Him and Lazard are my two. Absolutely. And then Randall Cobb. A lot of his season got cut short due to the injury, but he had five touchdowns, 375 yards on the year. I mean, I can't go too high on him. C plus maybe. I was hovering around B minus C plus. It just, he didn't get the ball thrown a lot to him when he was out no, there too. And it didn't really make sense. Part of it, you could say him not getting open, but um, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with that too. C plus B minus range. Just, you know, he showed the flashes, but sometimes it just wasn't there. Now, we're not going to grade any defensive players, but if you had to give me your best ones on the year, I think Eric Stokes did phenomenal for his rookie season. He made some mistakes, but obviously that's going to happen. Eric Stokes, Rasul Douglas, no doubt about it, came on the team and just absolutely changed everything. And then I feel like Campbell's got to be in there as well. That's probably my top three. I'll go. So I'm going to go Rashawn Gary. I'm going to give four. Sorry. Rashawn Gary that's fine. and um, Kenny Clark. I got to give those two guys. Okay. And, you know, Jair Alexander didn't play a lot, so it's hard for me to say him. Yeah, that's why I threw uh, him out. Rasul Douglas and De- Devondre Campbell. So I'll go those four guys. That's fair indeed. And you know what? We got to give a little credit, actually, to Kevin King, because he didn't do too bad this year. I mean, he wasn't great. He certainly has so many better options, but I wouldn't give him an F like I did last year. Yeah, you're right. I If we, if we want to grade him as a player, I'd go – I'd go CC minus. I'm not saying. Yeah, I was going to go C minus. I I still prefer Stokes over him, but there's a reason Packers resigned him for one year. I know people were upset about it. He's a solid corner in the NFL. Yeah. And you can't just let that guy walk for the price they paid him. So at the end of the day, I'd go C. Now we're. Yeah. It's, I mean, like you said, you're not going to rely on him as your top guy. And if you don't have to pay a whole lot, then he's fine. So we're going to talk here. About the future now. Green Bay Packers obviously lost Nathaniel Hackett. He's going to the Broncos. Caused a lot of speculation of if Rodgers is going there as well. And then Adam Sinovich, offensive line coordinator. He's now the offensive coordinator. He comes up. And it's going to be interesting to see how he does. He deserves it. He had a he had a tough, tough job this year with that O-line, which was constantly changing. So it's going to be a breath of fresh air. Now, to not have to worry about that and just focus solely on the offense. These are the coaching changes we know of right now. Obviously, Matt LaFleur is not going anywhere. Brian Gutekinds isn't going anywhere. But we have these changes so far. Losing Nathaniel Hackett is not the end of the world. It's not great. But now we got to look ahead because this offense next year, it, whether we have Aaron Rodgers or not, it's going to be different probably because you go from Stenovich to Hackett. I'm sure they're, they're going to keep some things. But there's going to be some changes. Yeah, you could say that. Um, I just think, you know, LaFleur's the one calling plays here. So I, yeah. I don't think we're not going to see, you know, something drastic. No. I think there could be different strategy. But at the, at the end of the day, this guy was the O-line coach. So 
whatever you want to make of that. I, I think that's why I'm saying it's I mean, kind of interesting. It's like, well, what are we going to get? Yeah. Um, maybe I'm thinking this could be all speculation, but you bring in a guy more O line, offensive line minded, odds are you're going to see kind of more running implemented yeah. in the office, more kind of scheme style, traps, you know, counter, all that stuff you see might be more implemented. And that really might help a guy like AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones in terms of fantasy value, in terms of stats. And that might be good for this team. And the whole idea may, might be in fear of losing Rodgers. You might have to yeah. maybe focus more on the run, which I still want to talk about where look at the teams that we've seen win Super Bowls, win, you know, like we've seen that Rams team with Jared Goff as quarterback. Uh, Jimmy G's made Super Bowls. Yeah, know, right. Like, like, like it, it proves you do not need a good a good quarterback to, or not a, you need an average quarterback to make the yeah. Super Bowl. And that's why, like, look, um, Nick, Nick Foles, he played very well when they won, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. But that team overall was just balanced, you know? And that's why the Packers, they, they have the defense and they have the, the weapons where they could be that balanced team and still compete. That's why I'm still not worried about this team. No, it's just a matter of Rodgers or not. And then how do we move on? Because do you have any other coaching comments or can we talk about these free agents? And yeah, you hit like Luke Getze also to the Bears. Yes, uh, that one was well. Yeah, so uh, that was that yeah. was a great hire for the Bears. Yeah, it sucks that we lost him to a division, division yeah. rival. Smart hire for them, making him the old coordinator. But and that's you you hit on all the coaching. And now here we go, free agents next year. Boy, are there a lot of them. We're going bottoms up. So you know, Kirk Benker, it's a free agent. Well, whatever, right? I mean, that's. Yosh Nijman, Yosh Nijman, I should say, he played some big minutes in these games this year. He's going to be a free agent, as is MVS and Alan Lazard, along with Dominique Daphne. So two receivers and a tight end coming up in the free agency. Chris Barnes, he's going to be a free agent. Malik Taylor, I'm not mentioning all of them, just some of the main ones. Equinemia Sam Brown is going to be a free agent. Obviously, Russell Douglas and Corey Bohorquez. Tyler Lancaster is going to be a free agent. Lucas Patrick, Devontra Campbell, Shandon Sullivan, Robert Tunyon, Kevin King, and Devontae Adams. So there are a lot of moving pieces. And I guess let's start with who are the priorities to keep? Because obviously, I still think if Adams goes, I don't really see Rodgers staying unless they can make a whole lot of moves that make him happy. Adams is asking $30 million a year. And the Packers. They find themselves $46 million over the cap, second most by a long shot. I mean, the Saints are 76 mil, which isn't even, that's just unreal. Packers are 46, and then the Cowboys are 21. So we have a lot of money that needs to get distributed and fixed up. And with Devontae Adams at your number one priority, asking $30 million a year, oof. Yeah, uh, problem for that. Uh, and the market, they value him. Uh, around 25, 26 million. So I don't know if he's going to get that. I think, you know, if he signs, still... he's certainly worth whatever you, whatever he needs to be paid. I think looking at your know, priorities, Adam stands out. Um, look at the defensive guys who are also on unrestricted free agents. And those guys, Devondre Campbell, of course, Russell Douglas, those guys, those two guys are going to be a, people you have to get back. I think Sullivan. Uh, yeah, and then also Dennis Kelly, you know, getting those offensive linemen, maybe a guy like Tyler Lancaster, you let walk. He, he certainly still played some good minutes. Lazard's also a guy. I know he's restricted free agents, uh, at, 
So should get him back. I think they'll yeah. sign him. And MVS, MVS, or they might let him walk. You know, we don't know. Um, I would let Equinemy St. Brown walk, but if you're going to let MVS walk, then I guess you should probably try and keep St. Brown. You got to keep. Yeah, I think pick it two of those three. They, yeah, that that's what it's I was just going to say. How, how it's going to be, but yeah, Lucas Patrick, you got to keep. He played well. Like those offensive linemen, you know, and also Patrick being 28 only and Kelly being 32 might have some more value, but. You know, Tunyon depends on how his recovery is going. Depend yeah. if if they he, they bring him back, he might come on kind of like a hometown discount. Let's say I know <laughs> not from Green Bay, but still the idea of Rogers loves him returning, and yeah, he was great red zone target. TD so. Tunyon, yeah. Um, also, Malik it, Taylor is another wide receiver that you can probably let walk. Yeah, probably. And some of these guys still you got to fill out the squad. Yeah, with. but. Yeah, Brankert made what was it thirty? It says thirty six thousand. There's thirty six eight hundred. So, um, might, they might bring him back. He was good on Twitter. He, he I don't. Was, I don't see why you wouldn't bring him back unless you can find someone else for cheap. He was a fan favorite. I, yeah, I he like was. him. Bring him back. But it's all about Adams right now is the main priority. Adams, and then um, like one A is like Douglas and Campbell. I think a lot of those defensive. Attack ones are key as well but banker when he finally got to go out and take the knee rogers is like let him take the knee then he goes out and posts he posts the picture on twitter of like the little white stain on his knee that was great stuff and also Corey borquez punter bring him back right yeah yeah he's not a priority but no certainly not in the grand scheme of things but it's it's all these names that you got to look at and dominic daphne i think you could probably let him go we got a lot of tight ends when you think of it yeah we do daphne uh, Deguara, you know, Tanya, Lewis, Lewis. Yeah. We don't need that. Yeah. So, We're not the Browns who run a three tight end offense. Yeah. With Njoku Hooper and uh, Bryant. Yep. There you go. Thank you. That's a good combo, but we don't need that here. That's not what we do. So yeah, I mean, this it's going to be interesting. We'll be talking about all the moves coming up. Aaron Rodgers. I expect him in the next month or so to make his decision. There's going to be so many moving parts to this Packers team and we're here for the ride if we got to go through a rebuild I'm ready to do it and I love Jordan Love so obviously we want Rodgers to stay I love Jordan Love I see what we did there but yeah that's that's all we got do you got anything else uh yeah certainly we're going to be keeping you know eyes on what happens with Rodgers Pat McAfee show as we said on Monday's episode uh it sounds like Rodgers is going to make the announcement fly into Indy make that decision I think he was kind of joking when he said that, but he would totally do it. Oh, he, I don't, I maybe, but looking at it, you <laughs> know, it. he's been, a, he's been a regular on that show. So I, I could see it being a reality and making yeah. that happen. Look at, look at what they've done over there, you know, in Indy, Pat McAfee really built a brand. So oh, yeah. be surprised, but for the brand, uh, just talking football still, Jordan, we have, you know, journey to a million on Fridays. We'll be covering, this Friday, we'll be doing the Pro Bowl stuff. We'll be talking, you know, championship games. Kirk Cousins uh, in the Pro Bowl now. Rogers out. Yeah, Mac Jones, I saw Pro Bowl. Well, Rogers oh. injury, they said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 whatever. And then also next Friday, we'll, for Journey to a Million, it, we probably will have Jordan Lorenz on, it sounds like. You know, probably. Su- Super Bowl preview, but that kind of wraps up. The football talk, well, obviously on our Monday show, still be talking some football, you know, free agency stuff, but mostly Fridays is kind of like, will be our football day. 
But and that's yeah. a good fit for Journey to a Million. Gone on Fridays, you can recap the last week, preview the next one. That's exactly. what we do there because with the Mondays, it's tough. So thank you all for listening to this one. This was a good episode, like very similar to our Brewers recap. So we knew what we were doing. And that's all we got, Drew. Shout yourself out. Hey, you guys know the drill. Drew Skyberg, D-R-E-W-S-K-Y-B-E-R-G on all platforms. Jordan Law underscore PXP for me. And we thank you all for listening to this bonus episode of Jordan and Drew, the sports crew. The perfect podcast for you.